0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. This is now uh, part 11 on our meditations on the Sanis of Christ, episode 23, season 2. So let's begin. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Apostles' Creed. i believe in the holy spirit the holy catholic church the communion of saints the forgiveness of sins the resurrection of the body and life everlasting amen i confess to almighty god to blessed mary ever virgin to blessed michael the archangel to blessed john the baptist to the holy apostles peter and paul and to all the saints that I have sinned exceedingly in thought, word, and deed, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I invoke Blessed Mary, Ever-Virgin, Blessed Michael the Archangel, Blessed John the Baptist, the Holy Apostles Peter and Paul, and all the saints, to pray to the Lord our God for me. May Almighty God have mercy upon us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. may the Almighty and merciful Lord grant us pardon, absolution, and remission of our sins. Kyrie eleison, Christe eleison, Kyrie eleison. So we're going to continue praying uh, this prayer um, during times of tribulation. O Almighty God, despise not your people who cry unto you in their affliction. But for the glory of your name, turn away your anger and help us in our tribulation through Christ our Lord. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Prayer in time of calamity. O Lord Jesus Christ, holy immortal God, have mercy upon us and upon all men purify us by your holy blood forgive us by your holy blood save us by your holy blood now and forever hail mary full of grace the lord is with thee blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb jesus holy mary mother of god pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death amen prayer in time of pestilence grant we implore you o lord an answer to our hearty supplications and your and your wrath being appeased, turn away from us this pestilence, that, that the hearts of men may know that these scourges proceed from your anger and cease by your mercy. Through Christ our Lord. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. And finally, this one, for those of you who uh, might be suffering from the coronavirus or any particular health problem. And uh, in case you have a relative or a friend who might be suffering from this, uh, this uh, coronavirus. Um, most Holy Virgin, Mother of the Incarnate Word, treasure house of grace and refuge of us wretched sinners, With lively faith, we have recourse to your motherly love, and ask of you the grace of ever doing God's will and yours. In your most holy hands, we place our hearts, and of you we ask health of body and soul. And as we have the same hope that you, our most loving mother, will hear us, we say to you with lively faith, The lord is with thee blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb jesus holy mary mother of god pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death amen let us pray defend we invoke you o lord through the intercession of the blessed mary ever virgin your servant from all infirmity and mercifully deemed to guard the prostrate in the sincerity of their hearts Before you against the snares of the enemy through Christ our Lord. Amen. Name the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So um, we'll try to do a little update about what's going on um, before we start our meditation. Uh, The Holy Father, Pope Francis, has asked everyone to join him and pray, Thee, Our Father um myself personally because i was dealing with so many things in my home um that i unfortunately i didn't catch up with that news <clears throat> but um honestly um, i think that's a great thing praying the our father but i think it was more from an ecumenical reason to try to get our uh, separated brother brothers the uh, protestants and maybe the um orthodox Christians, um, others from many different denominations. The Orthodox, I I count uh, them as equally Catholic as us uh, the Coptics, the Greek Orthodox, the Russian Orthodox. But um, honestly, I really feel that we all should be praying the rosary. Praying the rosary, I think, is a very important thing. I think that this uh, pestilence, this plague, this virus that's going around the world um recently i just saw from uh, stefan Mullocks. um uh, he's a uh, youtube podcaster <clears throat> that this thing has probably gone uh, the number of people who have contracted this this virus has probably gone uh past 500,000 um worldwide if that's true um the accurate number i'm sure he's I trust him. He's a philosopher and uh, uh, historian and sort of like an ethics professor about a lot of things. And I, he's reliable. Um, really, we should be praying the rosary. The rosary is the most Catholic of all prayers. Um, and uh, our lady was given to us uh represented Uh, Our representative was the Apostle John at the foot of the cross, Um, and we should be praying the rosary, all right, Um, regardless uh, if it's offensive to our separated brethren, uh, the Protestant Christians, because the rosary is a scriptural prayer. And I believe it should be done. And I believe the bishops should be pushing for this, should be encouraging uh, here in the United States and around the world that we should be praying the rosary. And it should be encouraged. I haven't really heard the Holy Father talk about it. I don't know why. Why? Instead, I'm hearing uh, there was an interview he gave through some young man, he possibly an Argentinian, who's asking him a very New Age question about this is perhaps maybe nature getting back at us, a very paganistic and a very offensive question. And the Pope answers him, nature's having a temper tantrum. What kind of answer is that? We are not pagans. We are not earth worshippers. This is a. Uh, uh, the other day, uh, Dr. Taylor Marshall was saying this is a. Uh, basically, offensive against piety. Because. Christians don't think like this. We don't treat the earth. Like if it's a uh, a person, it's a gift from a mighty God. It's a very strange thing. That's why I've always said I find this Pope very difficult. I pray for him, I remember him in my rosaries, but um, it's not a sin to say you find it very difficult to like him. Um, I've found Jesuits always difficult to deal with simply because they have um, not all of them. There's some of them are good. I will admit there are some of them that are pious and good, but I find that order. uh, It's no longer useful. I find them uh, a stumbling block to the rest of the church and uh, a danger to the faith of, of, of faithful Catholics. They have adopted they've become a separate church on their own they've adopted homosexuality they've adopted liberation theology which has taken them far beyond um the uh, the catholic church they are no longer i don't really see them much of a catholic order they have adopted a philosophy and a theology which is completely different from orthodox catholicism and i and i've met i have friends um one coptic a friend of mine from work uh mentioned that he saw at a um i don't know at a party a jesuit who acted pretty crazy drank and danced like a nut uh i'm not exactly too sure if he was arab or you know egyptian whatever but it was very offensive seeing a priest behave that way, uh, my Coptic friend told me. It was very troublesome. It was uh, against piety, uh, um, disrespectful for his office as a priest. And many, many Coptic Christians at the party found that, found his behavior extremely troublesome. This is something I've heard many times over about Jesuits. They always go to the confines of... of Buddhism, Hinduism, um, they always go beyond a Christ yoga and, and they, they're just, I mean, homosexuality and it's very dangerous. And then their philosophy is very socialistic, communistic. Like I said, I really feel, I believe honestly that this order should be abolished and those who are faithful and pious, um, can start a completely different order, with all with all the ideals more grounded in the teachings of Saint Ignatius, because Saint Ignatius and his spiritual exercises are holy. They they're all based on Scripture, but uh, Jesuits go beyond the the teachings of their of their founder, and I, they should be more um, more devoted. Uh, more grounded in the church and everything. Um, It's just, (laughs) you know, it's just troublesome. Anyway, um, let's begin our meditations on the sadness of Christ. So I'm going to read to you Psalm 22. It's a long one. I'm going to read the whole thing. Plea for deliverance from the suffering and hostility. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me from the words of my groaning? O my God, I cry by day, but thou dost not answer, and by night, but find no rest. Yet thou art holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. In thee our fathers trusted. They trusted and thou didst deliver them. To thee they cried and were saved. In thee they trusted and were not disappointed. But I am a worm and no man, scorned by men and despised by the people. All who see me mock at me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. He committed his cause to the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Yet thou art he who took me from the womb. Thou didst keep me safe upon my mother's breast. Upon thee was I cast from my birth. And since my mother bore me, thou hast been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. MANY BULLS ENCOMPASS ME, STRONG BULLS OF BASHAN SURROUND ME, THEY OPEN WIDE THEIR MOUTHS AT ME, LIKE A RAVENING AND ROARING LION, I AM POURED OUT LIKE WATER, AND ALL MY BONES ARE OUT OF JOINT, MY HEART IS LIKE WAX, IT IS MELTED WITHIN MY BREAST, MY STRENGTH IS dried UP, LIKE A potsherd, AND MY TONGUE CLEAVES TO MY JAWS, THOU dost LAY ME IN THE DUST OF DEATH. Yea, dogs round about me, a company of evildoers encircle me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them, and for my raiment they cast lots. But thou, O Lord, be not far off. O thou, my help, hasten to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword." my life from the power of the dog save me from the mouth of the the lion my afflicted soul from the horns of the wild oxen I will tell of thy name to my brethren in the midst of the congregation I will praise thee you who fear the Lord praise him all you sons of Jacob glorify him and stand in awe of him all you sons of Israel For he has not despised or abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, and he has not hid his face from him, but he has heard when he cried to him. From thee comes my praise in thee. Great congregation, my vows I will pay before those who fear him. The afflicted shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord." may your hearts live forever all the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the lord all the families of the nations shall worship before him for dominion belongs to the lord and he rules over the nations yea to him shall all the proud of the earth bow down before him shall bow all who go down to the dust and he who cannot keep himself alive posterity shall serve him Men shall tell of the Lord to the coming generation and proclaim his deliverance to a people yet unborn that he has wrought it. The word of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord. Amen. This is from the book of Hosea, chapter 6. I'm going to read um, 1 to 3. Come, let us return to the Lord, for he has torn that he may heal us he has stricken that he will bind us up after 2 days he will revive us on the 3rd day he will raise us up that we may live before him let us know let us press on to know the lord his going forth is sure as the dawn he will come to us as the showers as the spring rains that water the earth let me read it again Come, let us return to the Lord, for he has torn, that he may heal us. He has stricken, and he will bind us up. After two days he will revive us. On the third day he will raise us up, that we may live before him. Let us know, let us press on to know the Lord. His going forth is sure as the dawn. He will come to us as the showers, as the spring rains that water the earth. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And this is from the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verse 14 to 20. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory he may grant you to be strengthened with might, through his spirit in the inner man and that christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may have power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of god Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So now I'm going to read to you from uh, Luke chapter 22. And it's going to be from verse 39 down to verse 46. And he came out and went as was his custom to the Mount of Olives. And the disciples followed him. And when he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone throw and knelt down and prayed, Father, if thou art willing Remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven, and strengthening him, and being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down upon the ground. And when he rose from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said to them, Why do you sleep? Rise and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now this is uh, from Matthew's version. Matthew uh, chapter 26, starting from verse 36 all the way down to 46. So let's begin. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go yonder and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will it. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. And again for the second time he went away and prayed, Father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, Thy will be done. And again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. The Gospel of the Lord, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So now we're going to compare, uh, go into the comparisons with uh, Luke, I mean, sorry, Mark, St. Mark's Gospel. And this is uh, again from chapter 14, starting from verse 32, we're going to go down to uh, 32 down to 42. So let's begin. And they went to a place which was called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. And he took with him Peter and James and John, and began to be greatly distressed and troubled. And he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful even to death. Remain here and watch. And going a little further, he fell on the ground and prayed, that if it were possible the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible to thee. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what thou will it. And he came and found them sleeping, and he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray that you may not in- enter into temptation. The Spirit is indeed willing but the flesh is weak and again he went away and prayed saying the same words and again he came and found them sleeping for their eyes were heavy and they did not know what to answer him and he came the third time and said to them are you still sleeping and taking your rest is enough the hour has come the son of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, uh, that was quite a lot, I know. But uh, it was important that I think we try to reflect on all those passages, on the synoptic gospels which Thomas More um, is meditating on. Um, I wanted to move on further because, uh, uh, well, I'm a little behind in this uh, Lenten uh, meditation Since everything that happened And of course, um, even before that with work uh, Again, this is not something that I do for a living But um, I wanted to keep my commitment to you guys So let's begin Our Savior, Jesus Christ Saw that nothing is more profitable than prayer But since he was also aware that this means of salvation would be very often fruitless because of the negligence of men and the malice of demons, so much so that it would be very frequent, frequently be perverted into an instrument of destruction. He decided to take this opportunity on the way to his death to reinforce his teachings by his words and example and to put the finishing touches on this most necessary point, just as he did on all the other parts of his teachings. He wished us to know that we ought to serve God not only in soul but also in body, since he created both and he wanted us to learn that a a reverent attitude of the body, though it takes its origin and character from the soul, increases by a kind of reflex, the soul's own reverence and devotion toward God. Hence, he presented the most humble mode of subjugation and venerated his heavenly father in a bodily posture which no earthly prince has dared to demand or even to accept. If freely offered, except that drunken and debauched Macedonian Alexander and some other barbarians puffed up with success who thought they ought to be venerated as gods. For when he prayed, he did not sit back or stand up or merely kneel down, but rather he threw his whole body face forward and lay prostrate on the ground. Then in that pitiable posture, he implored his father's mercy and twice called his father by name, begging him that Since all things are possible to him, he might be moved by his prayers to take away the cup of his passion, if this could be done, that is, if he had not imposed it on him by immutable decree. But but he also asked that his own will be expressed in this prayer and may not be granted if something else seemed better to his father to the Father's will, which is absolutely best. This should not lead you to think that the Son was ignorant of the will of the Father. Rather, because He wanted to instruct men, He also wanted to express the feelings of men. By saying the word Father twice, He wanted to remind us that all fatherhood proceeds from Him, both in heaven and on earth. Moreover, He also wanted to impress upon us that God the Father is his father in double sense, namely by creation, which is a sort of fatherhood, for we come from God who created us from nothing more truly than we do from the human father who begot us, since in fact God created beforehand that begetter himself, and since he created and supplied beforehand all the matter out of which we were begotten. But when Christ acknowledged God as his father in this sense— he did so as a man. On the other hand, as God, he knows him as his natural and co-eternal father. And yet another reason for, for his calling on his father, twice, may not be far from the truth. He intended not only to acknowledge that God the Father is his natural father in heaven, but also to signify that he has no other father on earth since he was conceived by a virgin mother according to the flesh without any male seed. When the Holy Spirit came upon his mother, the spirit, I say both of the father and of himself, whose work coexists in identity and cannot be radically distinguished by any human insight. Moreover, this forceful repetition of his father's name since it expresses an intense desire to gain what he asked, for he might serve to teach us a very wholesome lesson that when we pray for something without receiving it, we should not give up like King Saul, who, because he did not immediately receive a prophecy from God, restor- restored it i'm sorry, resorted to witchcraft and went off to the woman. With a spirit engaging in practice forbidden by the law and firmly suppressed by his own decree christ teaches us that we should persevere in our prayers without mummering at all if we do not obtain what we seek and for good reason since we see that the son of god our savior did not obtain the uh, release from death which he sought from his father with such urgency but always with the condition and this is what we ought to imitate most of all, that his will was subject to the will of his father. Well, so this is an important part. And I think it's important because of what's happening. We have to pray. We don't pray enough. And I think the problem is because we live in a, in a time of great distraction. Um, We're distracted by our phones. We're distracted by our television. We're distracted by the internet. We're distracted by the tablet. And we're distracted by the news, the media, movies. And as I said before, it's interesting what a priest said. We got the Lent we deserve rather better than the Lent we chose. And for those of us who are Catholic this lent should be uh important it should be it should hit home notice that the churches are closed we're deprived of the sacraments for some people and this bothers me a lot they may treat it as passive or insignificant it's not insignificant the the spiritual side of us is important it's interesting i saw the other uh last night I watched a movie called Iceman which came out around 2016-2017. It was about the fact that a mummy was found in 1997 in the um the Italian Swiss Alps. And even though it was a uh, imaginative uh but it was basically how possibly the body of the, uh wound up there, how this individual uh was found because it was frozen. And one of the interesting things about the film, there was um, a deep sense of the uh, you know desire to believe in a god or spirit. And a lot of these films, when they don't talk about Neolithic period, because the story took place in the Neolithic period, there was a desire and belief in a great spirit, in a the great the, a god. Because human beings naturally, we are spiritual, but we often, by uh, modernists and atheists, they they just dis- they dismiss it very much. And one of the interesting thing is is that also people react out of fear. Notice a lot of people started buying guns, which is a very frightful thing. They went to the gun shops and started ordering guns online ever since this cor- coronavirus began. They're thinking that this is the great apocalypse, this is going to be the Mad Max world that everyone was talking about, society is going to fall apart, so everybody's going to have to defend their homes. People run to that as quickly as sometimes people might run to prayer, maybe even more, because they're they're driven to despair. Violence, to run to violence, to run to get a weapon, is reverting to despair and i think much of this despair and loss of touch of faith and because how you pray says a lot about how you live and how you live says a lot about how you think about morality and ethics but the fact that people ran to violence to to run to get a weapon because they think is going to be the end times is a very is is an interesting sign of despair. It basically is a deep, great sign of despair. Violence is uh, despair. It's also um, believing that there's nothing. There's no consequences to your action. There's no consequences in this, in this world. That all this is this only this world, and it's not. The violence in the film was very disturbing. Uh, Another tribe comes in. Just, it was an ordinary day. People were taking care of, doing their work, making cloth. Uh, People were attending to their uh, livestock. Um, The head of the clan went off to hunt. Um, He had a, a great love and desire for his mountains and everything, his nature. He had a relic in this box, which... Didn't they didn't show you till the very end? It was like it looked like a piece of meteorite, or rock, which I guess looking it was interesting. It was like a mirror, and it and you look at it, you see yourself. So they, for some reason, they wanted to believe that this thing came from heaven or gods, which is not unusual for people probably at that time or even today to think of it. I mean, the Great Kaaba in Mecca, that's a, a meteorite. It's uh, shrined in silver, and part of that uh, square-looking stone that Muslims believe is the first house of God uh, is a meteorite. That's exactly what it is, and it's very important to them. Now, for you know, the film unfortunately um, showed how everything can go wrong in one day. And notice what's happening around us. I mean, this fire started spreading, and it looks like overnight our whole world has changed. But more, Thomas More is pointing out that we really should turn to God before we can turn to violence, before we can turn to, to anything else. And that's important. I think many of our leaders are too proud and more points it out like someone like, you know, our leader, you know, Alexander, the great people thought he was a God and he, he thought himself to be a God. And many of our leaders think that they are gods. Many of them believe that their office is rightfully theirs. You know, I mean, if you notice what's going on, you know, in our government, some of them are desperate to hold on to to hold on to their position because they don't want to lose it. They are rich, they have all the money. They're not going to be in need uh, tomorrow as most of us will be. But they are. They need to hold on. They need to hold on to that glory. They need to bask in that in that spotlight, and it's very shameful. Because it's very paganistic, it's it's very vain and not considerate of those around them, of those you know of the people. And that's very sad. Our you know our celebrities need to be in a spotlight. the the politicians need to stay desperately in a spotlight. It's not that they're going to be broke. They're not going to be broke. But sometimes you do need to finally take a bow and leave the stage. But some of them can't do that. But more importantly, for those of us, we need to pray. We need to be humble. Christ wasn't afraid to throw himself face down on the ground. That's one of the important things Thomas More pointed out. He wasn't afraid to go to his father. In his humanity, he wasn't afraid to pray. He wanted to show us, mortals, human beings, that those of us who will die and be, you know, leave this world, that we have to realize that we're not in control of our lives, that we mere mortals are not in control, men and women who have to pay the bills and work, and each day getting closer and closer to old age and death we should learn to pray power doesn't mean anything government governments could disappear the united states one day may not even exist look at the european union it's <laughs> uh getting ready to fall apart you know and but some people are desperate to hold on to their power and we have to learn that all this materialistic world means nothing but we should at least learn to care about the fact that we that uh, we're fragile and our world is fragile we should learn to appreciate what we have but not worship it so we're going to end it here and um we're going to continue move on from uh from this to uh, move a little faster in our meditation Because uh, Holy week is coming up We may not celebrate it But definitely we should meditate Alright So we'll end it with a prayer In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit Our Father who art in heaven Hallowed be thy name Thy kingdom come, thy will be done On earth as it is in heaven Give us this day our daily bread And forgive us our trespasses As we forgive those who trespass against us Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. God bless and take care. And uh, we'll, I'll be back soon with another episode.